all of a sudden I just realized my cup was so full. Actually, I was like a tea kettle that was just, the whistle was blowing and it blew off. The tea kettle blew off, the Cuisinart came out, the like Vitamix. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's <laughs> enough. I know, I blew off. I just, I, I realized that I had been holding back so much. I had been so patient for weeks and weeks. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey, welcome everybody to this episode of Maintaining Connection Through Conflict. And this is part of the pandemic series that me and my wife, Ivana Rainbow, are doing together. And we let you in a little bit about our week and conflict that we had and how we maintain connection through that conflict. That's the one thing that I work with my couples in my practice of really understanding what it means to maintain that connection, even when you're in conflict. It's about feeding the trust and the foundation of the relationship so that it can weather the disconnections and the conflict. It's keeping in mind and focusing on the third entity of the relationship and not just about the other person. But when we are bringing that person in, meaning that we maintain our understanding of them as an individual, of the respect that we do have for them, even though maybe at that moment we're not agreeing with them, we may not like what they say, we can still be present, we can still listen, we can still be curious, and we can still be interested in what it is that they're feeling, what it is that their experience is, and not having a drastic, catastrophic belief system that the relationship is doomed just because of the conflict. And the more that we're feeding healthy connection around appreciation and respect and kindness and admiration, that's going to be the fuel and the bank account for the connection to be maintained through moments of conflict. And before we get onto that conversation, I want to put out that I'm going to do something a little different when I'm asking if you would like to leave a relationship question for me that I can answer on the future podcast. Some of you may not like to leave your voice message. I'm thinking if you do, that's great. Go ahead and go to my webpage, heartsharecounseling.com and go to the bottom and leave a voice message. If you do not want to leave a voice message, but you want to leave a question, you can contact me by email at heartshares at yahoo.com. Heartshares at yahoo.com. There's also a hyperlink in the show notes for you to go there and leave a relationship question. 
And you can do it anonymously, or you can leave your name, and I can answer it on a future podcast. We'll experiment and see if more of you feel more comfortable in leaving an email. And if you like what you hear in these podcasts, and if you're inclined to support the podcast financially, you can go to heartsharecounseling.com, click on support the podcast page. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And again, I just want to put out that I hope everybody is feeling healthy, staying safe. I know that the anxiety level can be also increasing with the feelings of the unknown and when is this going to shift and change for us. I wish for you that this time is also a fruitful time in going deeper within yourselves and your relationships and transforming some of the things that you have wanted for a while and some of the things that maybe are coming up that are uncomfortable, that you're kind to yourself, that you're compassionate to yourself and those around you. It's an opportunity for us to understand more deeply what love is, what compassion is, what being kind is. This is our opportunities in this chaos. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. So here we go. Maintaining connection through conflict. Let's talk about it. Okay, babe. Mm-hmm. Here we are again in the studio together. It has been two weeks since we were here last time. And... I am really glad to be in the studio with you today. Mm. And we are going to talk about the importance of maintaining connection through conflict. Because we had a special conflict this week here. And I really want to talk about that. Oh, I like that special conflict. So that is that a good conflict, meaning that it's special? Mm-hmm. Well, one that dragged out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And um, we're still working on it. And we went up in the studio last night to record a podcast and uh, disagreed on the subject and what to do. So we decided to wait a day. Yeah, wait a day. cool off a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's what, it's about seven weeks since we're stay home, semi-quarantine. So mm-hmm. we're, as everybody knows and everybody's feeling, there's more ripe stuff that's coming to the surface about being together. Some really positive connecting things and some challenging things that everybody is experiencing in their own ways. Mm-hmm. And that became clearer to us here the past few days because mm-hmm. our conflict started on Friday. You were about to head into town to go to work? Yeah, I go to work one day a week to the office to do some video sessions at the office. And right before I was going in, I had a funky kind of emotional day in the morning and I was dealing with uh, money bills and organizing it and I'm the money organizer and I was just feeling flooded and overwhelmed and my plate was really full and I just wanted to tell you that some of the challenges of getting that through and organizing it over and over again and um, 
I didn't exactly get what I wanted back from no. that. And the thing is, we had 10 minutes till you had to leave and we were sitting out in the sunshine on the balcony. So I thought we were going to have a little nice connection time because you had spent quite some time on the screen in the morning. I wasn't realizing that you were doing it because you were juggling and paying bills. So you needed a little outlet before leaving. What did you think I was looking at? Oh, I don't know. Research. Sports? Yeah, sports to, <laughs> to balance yourself no, and baby. research stuff. I was taking care of our life. That's what I was doing. I was taking care of our life. Mm-hmm. And you <laughs> wanted to share that with me before you left. Yeah. So you were vending and having some energy there. And I did not really listen well to you or receive it and i was also a little bit like oh do we really have to talk about this right before you're leaving again right and, and again because the subject is money well this is one of our core subjects some of our core underlying subjects that we don't really see eye to eye on we just have different histories around money different ways that we view it so we've been working through this throughout our life of an area where we are learning from each other and uh, some of the things that we try to understand take some time around how we're managing our financial life together and how we view it and so forth and yeah so the fixer came in man the fixer was she just showed up and the fixer's not always the best listener you know the fixer tends to be thinking of solutions to the problems while i'm sharing my heart (laughs) Mm -hmm. you were sharing your heart and i was in the fixer mood so i immediately suggested some great ways of how you could minimize dealing so much with your bills and i thought i was really having some good solutions here for you and i was cutting through and you can just do this and this and that will free up a lot of time for you yeah, it just wasn't. I was open, not open to that. I just wanted to be, I wanted some compassion. I just wanted to hear, wow, yeah, I see that that's, that's a heavy burden right now. That's a lot that you have on your plate. I just needed some acknowledgement and validation. So that wasn't resolved and kind of left a little bit funky. But the one thing that, that I want to stress through this that I stress for my clients also is even though we felt disconnected in the conflict, I still felt connected to you, to our relationship. I might've felt disconnected to you at the moment, but I felt connected to our relationship. It wasn't like I was throwing the relationship out the door because I didn't feel heard. I still had a lot of respect for you because I have respect for you. And I think that's so important is that maintaining of the continuous foundation of the connection of the relationship so it can weather some of these little conflicts or bigger conflicts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so luckily you only had 10 minutes, so it was a short exchange of not really hearing each other. And then we gave a quick hug to each other and you left for work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, "Ah, okay, now I want to just hang out here for a little while. Did you do any reflection about that? Like when I left, did you reflect upon trying to fix it? And did you reflect on like, 
any shortness here. I'm kind of fi- uh, I'm fishing a little bit here about mm-hmm. you know, being impatient. I and- did notice that I felt very impatient and short, and I wasn't feeling so well. I was feeling a little stressed out, and I was like, oh, I could really need a long, warm bath right now. I need some wellness for myself. But the thing is, I had planned my afternoon too to to do some stuff, and so there wasn't really time to to do so much wellness for myself. Except I did do one thing, and that was take a walk alone in nature. So some of it, you realize that you weren't taking care of yourself the way that you want to, and so impatience came up in mm-hmm. self reflection. I didn't feel grounded. I didn't feel peaceful didn't feel loving. I felt short. Yeah. And I think that's some of the realizations that came out of this after we re-engaged about it the next day on our walk. And some of it was the realization of we're not getting our alone time the way that we normally do. You know, some of my alone time is hanging out with some friends, you know, just even my my own way of, of being alone in the work world of walking downtown and getting some some tea on my own at a little coffee shop and i'm not doing any of that reading a book out outside you're not getting some of your my women's circles that i see almost every week i have several women's circles so <laughs> there's always one women's circle a week yeah so that's really satisfying to me so i haven't got that in we haven't got any dates in going to town usually we would have done that we always have monday as our date day so we are lacking on those nourishments or going to the movies i think we're lacking on some of the filling up of our own cups how we normally do it we're trying to get it in the house and um it's it's different like everybody knows you know it's different even though we're making some agreements of taking a walk i know we'd take a walk um, almost every day, but you just told me recently that you feel a little bit different with that walk. Yeah, because, you know, I'm used to take a lot of walks by myself that uh, nourish me so much and clear my thoughts. It's like a walking meditation for me. And now that you're home so much, I've worked from home anyway, but now that you're home so much, it's like I kind of feel like, well, since we're together, we should walk together. And then the day just kind of slips away and I don't get my alone walk in. Hmm. And I also feel more like I should be around you and take opportunities to to talk and connect in, in between. And then I put myself a little bit on the back burner. Which some of the talks that we're doing is really connecting us. We're going deeper in conversations, uh, talking about subjects that are very interesting to both of us. We're, we're both reading some things that are very interesting in our life, learning some new information about things that we wanted to learn and we're sharing that. But I can also see where not having some of our normal self-nurturing is also just creating some angst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think it's really nice that we both are reading stuff every day and then sharing from that, and it it uh, feeds our conversations, and that's really interesting, and and it juices me, and I love that. 
And then another part of me is I do have my business of sewing clothes and I don't know, with, with your energy in the house, I just don't go up in my studio and, and create this clothes. I, I think I need the space all to myself so that I can come up with these ideas to to uh, make this unique upcycled clothes that I make. Hey, how is it that I'm living a little more stuff of mine around the house a little bit and you know, since I that true, <laughs> that I, is true. The I'm house home, is a little more messy, a little bit. Yeah, I have and a I like my, it more orderly. I've got my pods, a little bit of of my books, and a little bit of clothes here and there, and a little bit of my backpack and some other things over and there. Shoes I can follow. It feels good to me because I get to take up a little bit more of the house that I normally don't do. But I can imagine that that's a little different and challenging for you. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about this earlier also that I have a tendency to put your things away and make order in that. And we talked about that you don't really like that. So you don't feel it's your home when I do that. So therefore, I took that to heart and I am not moving your stuff around. I'm not taking it away. Don't move my cheese, maybe. Don't move my mm -hmm. cheese. But I think what's good is there's times where you're asking can I move this into the other room and organize that? So when you ask, that really is great. It's when all of a sudden it's organized or it's moved and I'm just like, hey, like, can I just put a kind of a cup here and just leave the cup until I want to move the cup? You know, that would be nice sometimes. Mm -hmm. I get that. I, yeah. I totally understand. It's, it's disrespectful that I move your sink. So I've been very mindful about that during the semi-quarantine. Right. So it's those little things like that that I know a lot of couples are are just piling up, you know, the stresses, the anxieties, the unknown. Again, you know, we're just waiting and we're wondering, like, what are we waiting for? Like, Are we waiting for normality to go back to what? We don't know what we're waiting for in some way. I know that we are waiting to change the situation that we're in to be able to have work in a different way, to be able to socialize in a different way, but it's still unknown. And I think that that's always under the surface for most people, the clients that I'm working with, that's definitely underneath the surface. But the connection part, I think with that staying connected to, again, the relationship and not just what's going on between us. And again, what I mean by that, I think about our life. I think about, we talk about our past in a positive way. We bring up stories from many years ago from a positive standpoint, a positive twist. We don't talk about negative stories from the past. We have transformed a lot of that. There's not a lot of things that are, I don't know anything really that's really sitting and bearing underneath because we get to it. So when we have some conflicts, I have the belief system and the trust that we are going to get to it or get through it. And I think that that's the one thing that's really sits with me that I don't all of a sudden feel, all right, I'm done, or this relationship is, is threatened or it's on fragile ground because I know we are going to move through our conflicts because we have in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been together for 25 years, so we have had a lot of conflicts all those years and we have learned so much from that and we know how to move through it and we know that we're not going to run away or want divorce or anything like that we want to work it out and we know that we both are willing to work it out yeah 
And I know some people in their relationships don't have that trust or that foundation, that strong foundation of that they know that they're going to work it out. There's many people that, that don't. They're questioning whether they should be in a relationship or not. And that's a hard place to be. But one way to move through that is to have more repair in your conflict. And so there's many things that you can do for that repair that many of my podcasts talked about. And that's something for for a lot of people to really focus on is understanding how important repair is in their conflict. And one aspect of that is making agreements. So usually we make an agreement to come back within 24 hours to talk about it. But in this particular conflict, we actually didn't do that. Mm. Yeah, so we talked about how Friday we got into this and you went to work and then Saturday we were not taking a walk. We were actually, you did not want to work or anything. You just wanted to relax. And I had this great idea that we should brainstorm a little bit about the book you want to write. So I'm saying, hey, we could just do these uh, little bubbles with ideas. And this weekend would be such a great time to work on this because... Because... The moon is in a supportive sign for this. And man, when that happens, when you say like, we got to do it because the moon is here or the... The astrology says this. I feel so pressured by it. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? We got to do it. We've got to start brainstorming about the book right now when I've got all this other stuff. And well, I think you're exaggerating. <laughs> I didn't say right now. I said this weekend. And this was Saturday morning, lovey. So that was two full mm. days to do it. But immediately you got defensive and you were like, no, I will not do that. So I was like, oh, okay. I busted your bubble, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah, so it took a little little time to recover that. I'm sorry, I did come out. I did come out strong on that. And that was my protection mode to like protect myself and I didn't need to do that to you. You know, I could have just really said, "Wow, I really see that you're excited about doing that." And I can understand how that could be really good and fun coming off of the Joan London Facebook Live interview and we have momentum. But honey, I just feel so full right now. I don't know if I can get to that. I could have done that, but I didn't. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Apologies. Thank you. Yeah, well, I understood. But it did hurt a little bit. So I quieted down and I just sat there and did my own bubbles for my own book that I want to write mm-hmm. and take advantage of that energy. So you never got around to do it that whole weekend there. And then Sunday... We the weather was good, so we decided to go for a walk, and we were walking. And there, you wanted to bring up again about the unresolved conflict from Friday. So you were explaining yourself again and and talking your feelings and what your needs were. Yeah, I think I wanted to come to again an agreement about uh, when I am kind of in that mode. I would like the acknowledgement and validation and like your default to not be the fixer. And so I just wanted to reiterate that on the walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got to talk a lot about that and I listened because I knew by now that you just needed me to listen. You did that well. You did that well. Mm -hmm. And we were holding hands while you were speaking your feelings and I could feel your energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
then something kind of shifted. But it, before we ended that walk home, <laughs> we went down to the river where we often like to stop because we have two chairs down there, folding chairs that we can take out and sit by the water. And um, that usually is so refreshing. But this time here, we did not take the chairs out. I just went there and stood there by the water and all of a sudden I just realized my cup was so full. Actually, I was like a tea kettle that was just, the whistle was blowing and it blew off. The tea kettle blew off, the Cuisinart came out, the like Vitamix. Okay, okay, that's enough, <laughs> that's enough. I know, I blew off. I just, uh, I, I realized that I had been holding back so much. I had been so patient for weeks and weeks and so supportive and and all of a sudden I was like I just need to speak my truth too about the conflict on Friday so I was expressing that and I was talking for 20 minutes straight yeah and, and it went from that conflict to some of the other things that we usually don't do, and that is like bringing other subjects in. We, you didn't stay to the one subject. There were so many things that were bothering you that were just coming out and coming out, and I just felt, I just need to let you do that. And so I was quiet. I didn't say anything. I didn't interrupt. I didn't validate and acknowledge you at all because I, I just felt that you really needed to get it out. If I if I interrupted even in validation, that might have been off. But mm -hmm. I'm glad you didn't say anything. I like that you just stood there and listened to me and witnessed mm -hmm. me. Yeah. But about 10, 15 minutes into it, I did something else. What did you I did walk over and gave me a hug. I went into the lion's den, baby. I went there. I was brave. It was brave. It was Because brave. I wasn't totally finished yet. Yeah, exactly. And I... I didn't get clawed. I came out of that lion's den after that hug, but the lion was still roaring. It, mm -hmm. it still needed some roar. Yeah, the lioness. Yeah, so lioness. I needed to say a few more things. <laughs> yeah, you did. And wash my face in the water of yeah. the stream. Yeah. And I really felt for you. I had empathy for you. And, you know, I was really feeling some of the things that you were saying, even about yourself, some things that you were. Well, critical about yourself and and I was trying to hold you in the light that I see you and I could have negated what you were saying and saying that's not true but I didn't think that that was beneficial at all because I just wanted you to get it out even though it was challenging to to hear it mm -hmm. and I wasn't just talking about stuff with you I was also talking about my own shortcomings that I was tired of right yeah and you were just witnessing it. And then, so I was done. <laughs> and uh, you came over and gave me one more hug. Yeah, baby, too. I went back that in the lion's den so twice. Brave. That's right. I, I'm like a cat with like nine lives. I was like, mm -hmm. I'll go in there again. I applaud you for it. Thank you. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Let's walk home. And even though when we walked back, you know, we didn't hold hands when we walked back. Sometimes we were a little feet apart because there was... There was energy there. The hug for me was an aspect of connection. And I'm glad that you accepted it. It wasn't like a total receiving of embrace, but it was like, um, just I wanted to let you know that I'm here and uh, that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run away. There's, there's no door to slam in the forest, and I'm not gonna run away and slam the door and make it about me 
And even though some of the things that were coming at me, I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you for that because that's what I needed. I just needed you to witness me and not walk away, not get your emotions involved in my unloading and just be there and witness me and know that somewhere there you were still loving me. Yeah, because that's the mistake that people make when they, when if I would have gone and say, yeah, well, what about me when that, 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 and then make it about me when it was about you. You were, you were getting out, you were emotional. And if I was defensive, then that would have taken away from you needing to, to express. And even though, again, it was hard for me to hear some of those things, you needed to do that. And that was really important. And again, I put it out to people like, don't go back and forth. Don't do that boomerang and the blame back and forth. You're not going to get anywhere. It's going to totally escalate. And that's a way that I think I maintained and we maintain connection through that conflict was I was staying with you. I was focusing on and just um, witnessing and, and listening to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could say you gave me the space. I took up those full 20 minutes. Yeah, you did. And you just stayed there. 22, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was a big healing for me. I just needed to be witnessed and listened to. And then we walked home. Yeah. And then we were so hungry. Before that, man, I needed to take a shower. I needed to get that energy off of me. (laughs) That's true. That was so wise of you. Yeah. I took a shower, took my hot, cold shower, and... uh, came out of it, and then I think gently made a connection. Oh, I came up and gave you. You gave me the third hug the in the kitchen. The third hug, baby. That's yes. right. I did. Yeah. And that is such a confirmation about you are okay. I love you. Yeah. No words was needed, but that hug was good. And it wasn't a hug of shushing you. It wasn't a hug of like, okay, now we're fine. We don't need to discuss it. To me, it was, we're connected. We're here. We're good. We'll get to it. It wasn't, again, it wasn't a thing about like, okay, we're never going to discuss it. And I think that that's really important for people to realize in, in that hug, you can just connect and just say, I'm, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm not your enemy. You know, I'm journeying with you in our life together and I respect you and I want to understand you right now is not the time to continue because we needed, I needed time for my cortisol levels to go down. I needed more connection with you. We were cooking together after that. And then we were talking about some other things. So we maintained and created more of a connection after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't need you to talk there because I was also needing to calm down. And all the emotions that had been stirred up by you sharing on the walk and me sharing by the river, it was all so stirred up for both of us. And we both just needed time to um, let it settle in. Mm -hmm. And we would give it the time it needed. So um, we decided after dinner, we had a nice dinner out on the balcony, outdoors, and then we decided to watch a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. To not, you know, talk, but to to share in the watching of the movie. And we talked about the movie afterwards, which was nice. Mm -hmm. We got involved with that. Yeah, and we connected in that way. It wasn't just 
keep our distance from each other. No, we were very engaged in yeah. the conversation about the movie. Yeah. We so, both had lots of comments on that movie. Yeah. So that felt good. But the one thing that the clarity that I could have done the next day was just check in with you and just say, hey, is there a time that you do want to talk about the other day or can we make an agreement of when would be a good time if we look at our schedules or, you know, what's coming up for us, what's our energy? And I didn't do that. And so that was kind of left. I just thought we would naturally get to it, which we do, but it would have been good to acknowledge that I know that uh, more than a day went by that we didn't really just even touch upon that. Yeah, that's true. And I was kind of waiting for you to do that because now the the conflict started Friday and now it was Monday. And it was lovely weather and we were outside and we were having a good time together, you know, low-key conversations, easy conversations, woven in between screen time and things. But somehow I was expecting you to... Uh, say something, I'm sorry how you felt, or something like that, but yeah. it didn't come. Yeah, and I even said to you, I'm very open for you to bring that, if you need that, if you need that at the moment to Did say. Did you say that on Monday? I think it was last night that I talked to you about it. I said, well, if you really need that, if you needed me to connect, you could ask for that. Okay, let's just roll back a tiny little bit, because yesterday was Monday. And that was when we were going to do this podcast. And so we went in the podcast studio in the evening. And um, a little bit into the podcast, we got stuck. And then we started talking about deeper stuff. Yeah, we realized that our flow in the podcast wasn't really there. And one of the reasons is because we didn't really talk about our conflict or get back to it. And so it was kind of still hanging a little, a little bit in the air. Mm -hmm. It was coloring between us. And so that showed up in our energy field to each other while we were doing the podcast or just how we were not in such a good flow. Even though I did still feel a connection to you, we kind of flared up or bited at each other back and forth a little bit here and there. And we just knew this was not the the right energy for the mm -hmm. podcast. We had an hour where we were yeah. going back and forth there. I bet you some people are going, no, no, I want to hear that podcast. I want to hear that one. <laughs> but uh, I think this one's a better one. Yeah, that was a, a realization to know that, um, yeah, another level of how to get back to understanding or acknowledging or validating. And we just talked about it recently of when that we need to do that on a deeper level. Because for us, I think that we know that we're going to get to it and we go through these layers, you know. It's not just like, uh, we need to have the talk. We go through the layers of uh, understanding or acknowledging or insights that one of us have and bring it in like you brought in about that you realized that you were impatient for reasons of not having your own self-nurturing time. And so we let some reflection of self-awareness come in and we share it with each other. That's part of our process. Mm-hmm. And what we also realized after bitching for an hour, that we have letting our appreciation slide. We have. We haven't so done it in some weeks. So several weeks have right. went by without doing appreciations because we've been 
a little sidetracked with all this corona research and stuff like that. And we do little appreciations back and forth, like where you said that we we're going to do them at dinner and we've done it before we go to bed, but we haven't done our heart share appreciations, which is 20 to 30 minutes of appreciations each, which so it just fuels us so deeply and it creates that foundation or feeds the foundation of our connection. But because of all the years that we've done it, we have a lot in the bank account. And that's what I think has maintained a lot of the high level of connection that we have when we are in conflict. So I highly, highly recommend people that you really feed that and make that a mainstay. So as I talked about before, that being like the vitamins of the couple's immune system, our immune system was kind of low. Our couple's immune system over the weekend was low because we didn't put those vitamins in as regularly as we do. Yeah, that became really clear that we had not infused ourselves with the vitamins that we call an appreciation session that lasts at least 10 or 20 minutes while the other one is listening. Yeah, and the other part of, about, as people know, is around sex. I mean, we talked about the other day, you said, let's have sex in the morning. And I was like, okay, we're going to have sex in the morning. But then I woke up, I think I went to meditate, and then you woke up and fed the cats and started porridge and got dressed. And I thought, hey, I thought we were going to make love in the morning. And that just didn't happen. Yeah, well, I can tell you why. It was also because we didn't resolve the conflict. So I didn't mm. really feel connected with you because, as you know, women need connections first before they want to have sex with a man. Yeah, I think I've said that uh, a few times in my life to some people across the sofa from me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I didn't feel enough connected with you. I needed a little more talk about this conflict and get it cleared out. And, you know, mm -hmm. three, four days have gone there. So that should give us enough space to talk about it. And also, I didn't take I didn't take a bit of connection the other night, even the night before when you said, uh, come on and dance, we should dance, or, you know, you should dance. And and I didn't take that that bit. I was focused on doing something else. Mm -hmm. So I was just dancing alone, and right. I was a little disappointed that you were looking down in your screen doing your research instead of jumping up yeah. on the floor and dancing with me. Exactly, and that's something, again, that you just telling me, and you told me that in in a nice way. You didn't come back hard on that, and that that it sit in me well. And so I know when I see myself, the visualization I t tell people, I see myself now when you ask or you mention about dancing, I see myself get up no matter really what I'm doing because I know I love to do that and that's a great connection. So it's just a reset and part of this that we're talking about and I hope you're getting a lot out of this people in some way of our story because we're talking about resets, we're talking about how to come back and make agreements and requests, and mainly how to maintain connection through this process around connection while you're experiencing some conflict. Mm -hmm. Another thing I wanted to point out is during this weekend, we actually had a really interesting conversation on our walk, a positive one in the midst of all this. And that was about intentions. Mm. And we were talking about 
wow, we could really crank up intentions. And it was very interesting to talk about so that when we started this podcast here tonight, we started it with an intention. We sat here and we took some deep breath first, and then we were talking about the intentions for our connection and this podcast before we began. Yeah, we have done that a lot in our in our relationship in, in the past. And now that we have an opportunity to even do it more, because we're going to be doing a podcast on, on intentions, but all the, the micro moment of intentions that we have with each other, that's where we can come in alignment and kind of on the same frequency so that we're more connected throughout the things that we do. And uh, I think it's great that we're going to be cranking that up and that's so important for, again, maintaining connection through challenging times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we were so juiced from that conversation that we want to make a, a podcast around all the the ways that we use intentions that we would like to uh, share with you. So that might be next time. We'll see. Depends on what comes up in the it week. Depends on what conflict comes up during the week. <laughs> or conflict or something else. Not well, just conflict. I think we learned a lot from this here. Yeah. yeah that we, we need to even more during this coronavirus, we need to even more focus on self-nurturing. Yeah. And nurturing of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're trying to get into a different routine that we're normally used to and uh, it's experimentation and I just love experimenting with you and I love this process even when it's kind of difficult and it's uncomfortable I love the process with you lovey and um, I'm really glad that uh, we chose each other to to do this so good on us mm-hmm. it's it's an interesting journey and it's not freaky scary having a conflict with you. It's It can be uncomfortable mm. and it stir up emotions in that. But it's not freaky scary. I know yeah. you're not going to run away. And that's the part that I like to put out to people is if it is freaky scary for some people, you got to speak to it. What is freaky scary? And really understand that it is freaky scary for that person, whether it's raising a voice, if it is running away, if it is aggression. You've got to really take that heart and really change that dynamic and experiment with different things of how you move through your conflict. Mm-hmm. So I'm also wondering if you wanted to share a little bit about some ideas you had for yourself and your self-nurturing. Because I know for me today, I had a Zoom meeting with my little group of girlfriends and we are meeting like once a week on Zoom now, and it's very nurturing for me. It's a two-hour meeting and talking about our lives, and it feels so good. And uh, so I'm in such a lovely space from that today. So what do you do? Mm, yeah. You know, I, I was thinking when you just spoke in that, I was like, oh, you know, I'll set up some Zoom meetings with some friends. But I'm on Zoom or on the computer doing video counseling sessions and I don't want to be on it so much you know um, in my personal life so I'm realizing that that's really not something that I want I think I think music listening to more music and dance uh, 
and fumbling through the guitar that I never really learned to play, but just go ahead and just make sounds and work a different side of my brain. I got to work a different side of my brain, you know, working through on the podcast and the ideas and the counseling. It's, it's pretty rooted in, in one, one dimension. And so I, I need another part of my brain to work. So I think I'm going to figure that out or, or at least just put that out that I want to experience more flow, um, more fun, spontaneous joy. So I'll, I'll figure that out. Yeah, that's one of the things we talked about on that walk there, that we want to deliberately put some more focus on lightness and laughter. Right. And I suggest that now that in a few minutes when we walk out of the studio here that we go downstairs and put on some music and do some dancing. Yeah, that's definitely. So is it going to be mu- my music or your music? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a combination of both? I think we need a combination of both, yes. That sounds good. Okay, people. I hope you have a connecting week and that you are able to take a nice breath and have some compassion for yourselves and for your partners and for your family. It's a strange and trying time, so we really need to crank up the compassion for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and think about some ideas of what nourish you and simple things that will make you more happy, more light, that you can just do at home. Put a little focus on that and crank it up. If not now, when? Exactly. Relationships. Let's talk about it. Is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit HeartShareCounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Auxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at auxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Auxbus. Thank you.